0: I'm WSB's Eric Erickson. The WSB 24-hour Breaking News Center is active. That guarantees you'll hear breaking news, weather, and traffic alerts immediately during Hannity and during Atlanta's Evening News 5 to 7. Depend on it
1: because you're watching a sausage being made every
0: day and you don't want to eat the sausage. Maybe realistic rather than cynical.
1: I think cynical and realistic, but you have to be cynical when you see the sausage being made.
0: Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. know. I like this. I, I like covering the Congress. I really enjoy it. I had my first job up here yeah. in 1980 as a page in the House of Representatives. My parents came to work here in 1959, so I really enjoy working in no, this No, I know you
1: do, and and I mean you're actually somebody who reads the bills in their entirety, which, you know, I read a lot of them myself, but not as many as you. And I think I'm a big loser and, uh, you know, because this is what I love. And um, I'm not saying you're a loser. I'm saying I'm a loser. Um, But the reality is, but I'm sure like like I have met people that I think are people of real integrity in in politics. And then you meet
0: meet them on all sides. My dad, when he dropped me off my first day at work, reminded me they didn't call it the House of Representatives for nothing. And that's been borne out repeatedly over the years. There are good people and bad people and smart people and dumb people, people that you think they have achieved well over what they should have achieved in life and others who come here and I don't think really live up to their full potential or could have done more. Uh, And the problem is, though, is that when you mix 435 of them together in one body and 100 in the other, it's it's difficult for some of those people to shine at times. No, I agree with all of that, too. So, you know, the interesting thing is nobody expects that reporters
1: are unthinking people. I actually find just the opposite. They, They are thinking people that have their own opinions. And one of the challenges, if you're going to be an objective reporter, which I am not, is to keep your opinions to yourself and out of your coverage. And you you, you kind of pledge your own little fidelity to that,
0: right? Uh, realistically, I don't go home and think uh, what one party should do in order to win or anything like that. I got over that a long time ago. Yeah,
1: no, that's pretty fascinating because my way of thinking is just the opposite. I read something, and as I'm actually reading it, I'm think looking at it through a political prism, which I would argue as a conservative is, how is this good for the country? How does this advance what I think would be the right solutions for the country? But anyway.
0: You right. know, I think, like right now, if we look at the the situation involving the, the fight over the immigration actions by no. the president, I I think, you know, uh, the Wall Street Journal had a pretty tough editorial today on Republicans. The one thing I've noted to you that I've sensed in this first five, six weeks of this new year is there's almost been a lot more The story uh, line up here in the hallways has been a lot more sort of red on red Republican versus Republican than the Republicans taking off against the Democrats. And, you know, I I guess looking back and looking at how effective you can be at times, whether it's the R or the D in charge, you have to have unity in in your caucus. If you don't have that, then you're going to trip up. And right now the Republicans are at odds with each other. You know, I was I was thinking back because there's a lot of people say, well, they can't shut down the Department of Homeland Security. There'd be a terrible error. You know, I was thinking about that the other day, Sean. And, you know, look, they took a lot of flack in 2013. But in the end, I don't think it really hurt them or anything like that. They, They won big in the 2014 elections. But I guess the question I sort of had was, what did that shutdown achieve? You know, they, I don't think they suffered because of it at all, but what did it accomplish? What did it achieve for the Republican Party in terms of moving the debate forward and, and getting what they want? And, and I'm not sure that there's a the hard and fast answer there. And as we look at the situation right now, and I, I wrote about it on my blog today at JamieDupree.com, the, the, to me the biggest irony of all of this is even if you shut down the Department of Homeland Security at the end of the month, the one department, the one, you know, agency that's embedded in there that's still going to keep working and still going to get paid and still going to be funded, no matter what, are the immigration people, because their money comes in via fees that people have to pay in order to try to uh, get various things from the immigration people. So the, the the drive here by the Republicans to shut off the money to implement the president's executive actions, even if one of their options is shutting down the Department of Homeland Security... They won't be able to actually shut the money off to that one agency, and they can't pass a bill through the Senate right now. The Democrats certainly aren't going to let them, and they've repeated that this afternoon. So I don't know what Plan B is going to be for the GOP, but I I sort of anticipate uh, this week not much happening on that front. Next week is vacation; they're going to be out of here, and then we'll come How do back. These two people weeks from get so much vacation. Yeah, well, they call it their district work period. Um, I always argue, yeah, that's fine; you can work back home, but if you're not here working on the floors of the House and Senate and holding hearings. I get that you're back talking to constituents, but it's not the same as being here. So they will not be in session next week. Then they come back the two weeks from today on the 23rd, that last week. Everybody's hair will be on fire, running around trying to figure out what they're going to do four days before the budget runs out for the Homeland Security Department. Let me ask you about uh, Prime Minister
1: Netanyahu's visit, which is March the 3rd. Um, There's been talk, one, of moving it to a different venue, which I don't think they should do. And number two, there was a Jewish political news update had a report that, you know, the president is behind the scenes urging Democrats not to go when he visits next month. And apparently the president, not only does he have his political team in Israel working against Prime Minister Netanyahu, the president has sent Biden... And John Kerry to meet with Netanyahu's opponent on Saturday, the labor leader. I think it's,
0: it's very clear that while nobody may detail who is saying to Democrats, you know, or whether there's some grand plan in the works, that more and more of them are saying they're not going to go to the speech. And we talked about this last week. Several people said that they weren't calling it a boycott. They just weren't going to go. Well, it sort of sounds like a boycott to me, but regardless of the semantic uh, you know, argument within there, I would bet that that list of Democrats only continues to grow, Sean, as we get closer to the speech. But I've never seen a, an American president
1: you know, so blatantly now try and influence the Israeli elections the way Obama is, Uh, he could have prevented his former campaign workers from going over there working
0: against the prime minister. He doesn't have have to send Biden and John Kerry over to meet with his opponent. Yeah, let me play devil's advocate, and I bet you that some Democrats would say that they're furious because Netanyahu, they think, is trying to influence what they're doing over here.
1: Well, they've been I'm not saying, making that no, argument. They, I no, just think no. I've I can heard, see I've heard both the argument. I've heard the argument, but the only problem is if you go to the New York Times initial report, uh, it said Boehner uh, with the administration's knowledge and approval. And then there's been now mixed reports that in fact they were in the loop and that there was no protocol breach.
0: Well, I think it's uh, regardless of what the story is, the backstory on that, it's obvious that uh, Obama the, the, the White BB- House is trying to put as much heat on uh, the the, you know, the Netanyahu government, his leaders, and I think uh, congressional Democrats are falling in behind, whether or not there's any grand plan or anything like that. That's not clear right now, but it just seems to me that they, the they the Democrats, are starting to say from the ground up, from the rank and file, you know what, I'm not going to be here for that speech.
1: You know, pretty sad, considering they're the only democracy in the region and that our relationship has now deteriorated to this point we have an, a sitting president now actively trying to influence the Israeli elections. That's undeniable with sending the vice president and the secretary of state. Here's uh, Bibi. actually said something today that I thought was pretty profound uh, uh, with respect to uh,
0: Prime Minister Netanyahu. As I've said before, the I talk to him all the time. Our teams constantly coordinate. Um, we have a practice of not meeting with uh, leaders right before their elections, two weeks before their elections. Uh, as much as I love Angela, if she was two weeks away from an election, she probably would not have received an invitation to the White House. Um, and I suspect she wouldn't have asked for one. All right, so um, let, me, let
1: me just step in here, because now he's actively sending the vice president and the secretary of state, so that sort of goes against the argument. Number two, we know how he has snubbed BB on multiple occasions. Um, so this is now, you know, he's saying one thing when he's actively doing something very different.
0: You know, I still, what I'm amazed about in looking at uh, the battle, and Republicans have tried very, very hard for about the last five, six years to really uh, carve away some of the Jewish vote here in the U.S. and bring it over the GOP side. They've been a little successful. I don't think as successful as they had hoped to be. And even with all the divide between this administration and the Netanyahu government— Really, still haven't seen a big break from the Democrats at all, from uh, Jewish groups or anything like that. So, it's uh, we'll have to see what happens in the next couple of weeks. There, there was a report CNN had a report earlier today that said Netanyahu might speak somewhere else. Maybe that's the way to diffuse it. We'll see.
1: Well, we'll see what happens. But
0: all right. So, uh, what else we have? Obama says uh, he hasn't made up his mind. He was with Angela Merkel today. Yeah, he said he hasn't made up his mind on whether or not uh, he would send uh, defensive arms to the Ukrainian government to, uh, I mean, if you're not paying attention to what's going on in eastern Ukraine right now, it's... it's pretty much a war. I think, you know, we should get down to business as to what's going on there. Uh, uh, Merkel actually had the soundbite today in which he said this was sort of the last diplomatic chance for the Russians to back off, but I don't get any sense, as we've talked about a number of times, that Vladimir Putin is interested in that, that we have a number of lawmakers, a growing number here, in both parties, frankly, who believe that the right decision right now is to send a message to the Russians and give the Ukrainians some defensive arms, not to, in a sense fight a war by proxy against the russians or anything like that but give them uh, material and other items to help them defend themselves in the east of ukraine which i still uh I, i still wonder when you know if if the russians wanted to if the russian army really wanted to they could blitz their way across much of ukraine especially along the black sea if they wanted to but Putin has not been doing that, and I, I still wonder what his end game is on this, Sean. Yeah, I don't. I don't think
1: anybody knows. I'll tell you this: the Russian economy is suffering severely because of oil. Well,
0: and the other thing is that that was sort of noted today by the president in his news conference with Merkel, and he said that he would again look at more economic sanctions against the Russians as we move forward. You know that diplomatic. So the diplomatic effort, a lot of people don't believe, has produced the results that we need in trying to get the Russians to change. But I don't know. I just got the sense again today that the, the president is reluctant to make a change away from diplomacy and more toward a confrontation of military when he said something to the effect of a military solution is not going to be the answer in Ukraine. Hear what the president said about the attack
1: on, on Jews in this kosher supermarket in Paris last month? He said um, he gave this interview to Vox.com, and he called the attackers violent, vicious zealots who behead people and randomly shoot bunch of folks in a, in a deli in Paris. I don't think it was so random. What is he talking about?
0: I don't know. Maybe random in terms of uh, where it could be. I mean, it could have been other places. I get what you're saying. I think Islamic terror groups
1: kind of have their arms and their focus of hatred Focused on Jews and the rise of anti-Semitism has been well chronicled.
0: we are still waiting. Speaking of uh, terrorism, we're still waiting on the legislative language from the White House on this authorization for the use of military force against the Islamic State. It was last week we were told in the briefing at the White House that uh, it it would be coming down maybe as early as uh, late last week. It didn't. Now some reports saying maybe tomorrow, maybe Wednesday, but I still haven't seen any details on how broad of a scope this would have, the timing, whether they, they would repeal any of the post-9-11 authorization, so... Still an awful lot of uh, uncertainty as to what the administration's next official move is going to be on that front, terrorism front, especially vis-a-vis the Islamic State.
1: Yeah, and by the way, we have some 2016 news. I see that uh, Bobby Jindal is going to be on Hannity tonight. He's moved forward with his uh, education agenda.
0: He was here in D.C. today, in fact, doing that.
1: Yeah, and Rubio's hired uh, a top New Hampshire aide of Mitt Romney's.
0: Yeah, and I think I don't, I don't, I can't report this like that they've told me or anything. I just sort of have this gut feeling that Marco Rubio is going to run. I mean, all signs are pointing to it. He went on that West Coast fundraising swing uh, two weeks ago. He's hiring this guy who is a, a top Romney aide, uh, Jim Merrill's his name, very well regarded. You know, it just seems to me all signs are pointing that Romney's going to get in. Jeb Bush now getting ready to release all kinds of emails, part of an e-book tomorrow that he's going to put out, I guess, from uh, that he's put together. And Bobby Jindal, I, I wonder, it, it, you know, he had sort of faded away a little from the talk about 2016. Yeah, it but seems like he's moving forward. Yeah, I get the sense that he's ready to get into, and boy, we could have a a real uh, rock'em sock'em kind of GOP primary coming I, up. I you think, know, what? I think it's a deep bench. I think there's some oh, really yeah. good people. Scott Walker and
1: maybe Kasich gets in, and Rick Perry gets in, and uh, then you got f- former Senator uh, Santorum in, and then you got let's see, uh, you yeah, got don't senators. leave anybody
0: out. You'll get the hate. hate I know. Real quick, Rubio, Rand Paul, Ted Cruz. Who am I forgetting? I'm.
1: Mike Pence and Mike New
0: Hampshire it? is one year from today on the current schedule. Unbelievable! So if, it's going yeah, to happen it's, fast. It's yeah. Iowa is February the first on the on the current schedule. If nobody else jumps up, Iowa will be February first of next year, and New Hampshire would I'll, be Tuesday. I'll be February there with you the probably.
1: All right, Jamie you Dupree. Better.
0: you better? I'm got a warning from Jamie.
1: Uh oh. All See right, you, the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hey guys, Valentine's Day is here. Now, you can still order beautiful roses for all your Valentine's Day. That means your wife and your mom and and your daughter. Don't forget your daughter on on Valentine's Day. She has a place in your heart, doesn't she? And what about uh, your mother-in-law? And what about all the women in your life? Anyway, but you need to do it today at 1-800-Flowers.com because they have a great price. You can send her what she wants this Valentine's Day with a beautiful bouquet Uh, 1-800-Flowers.com are your rose authority. It's the only one I trust, the only way I recommend marking this special Valentine's Day. So don't settle for less. Wow all of the women in your life with Valentine's Day roses from 1-800-Flowers.com right now with my special offer. Now, you're not going to get a better deal from anybody. This is Saturday. This Saturday. Order now. Two dozen multicolored roses, $29.99, a full bouquet, 24 beautiful roses, 50% off the original price. You can't beat this anywhere. Valentine's Day is Saturday. This offer from 1-800-Flowers.com ends today, and it's only available while supplies last. So don't wait. Your last chance to get this right on Valentine's Day. So to get 24 beautiful roses for $29.99, just go to 1-800-Flowers.com, use your desktop or mobile device, 1-800-Flowers.com, click on the radio microphone in the upper right-hand corner, put in my last name. 1-800-Flowers.com, my last name, or call 1-800-Flowers and mention my last name, because you're a great guy, and you want to do right by all the Valentines in, in your life this year. In a sea of government lies, he's the beacon of truth. This is the Sean Hannity Show. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB.